0: Welcome to the Wish Well podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board certified anesthesiologist and pain management
1: physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health
0: and wellness journeys.
1: It's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wish Well Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. I hope you all are doing well. I honestly have had a struggle this week so far. I've been super tired and actually just woke up from a midday nap. So if any of you ever have an opportunity to have a midday nap, I say, go for it, take it, give yourself grace. It's okay to take a 20 minute little nap. I mean, as long as you're not in the middle of working or anything. I am lucky that I had the day off today. So I got to work out this morning, went and did some grocery shopping, had lunch when I got home. My son is at home for school right now. So he was in class and I went to the bedroom, watched some TV with my husband and promptly fell asleep. And I woke up just not too long ago and feel really great. So something nice just to give myself some self-compassion and realize that I needed a little short cat nap and I feel ready to tackle the rest of my to-do list for the day. So I want to introduce you to this week's guest. This is episode number 42 with Dr. Richa Mithal and her episode is entitled Know My Why, and I chatted with her a few months ago. She and I are both from Texas. She lives in Frisco, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas, and she is the founder and medical director of Radiant Health, Weight Loss, and Wellness in Frisco. As an internist and diplomat of the Board of Obesity Medicine, she provides weight management and preventative health services. She offers a unique program using an integrative approach that treats the whole person, combining specialized medical care with customized nutritional guidance, mindset, and lifestyle coaching. She is passionate about the importance of creating metabolic resilience through mindset, lifestyle, and nutrition by combining traditional medicine with whole body wellness strategies. She is a proponent of how we can optimize gut health, create weight wellness, and reverse and prevent chronic metabolic diseases like diabetes and heart disease. She's a speaker on topics related to metabolic health and whole body wellness, and posts regularly to the Radiant Health blog about strategies for preventative health, weight management, nutrition, and also shares healthy recipes that she enjoys creating. She is a member of the Obesity Medicine Association and serves as vice president of the Dallas Obesity Society. She resides in the suburbs of Dallas with her husband and two children and she enjoys yoga, cooking, reading and traveling. Honestly, she sounds yeah, I haven't met her in person yet, but she sounds like just like me, so I'm looking forward to one day meeting her in person. You can follow her on social media on Instagram and Facebook at Richa Mittal MD which is R I C H A M I T T A L M D. Her practice website is radianthealthdallas.com and she has a new website that's coming richamithalmd.com. So I hope you give her a follow, leave a comment, rating or review on iTunes if you listen there and enjoy this episode. I love hearing everybody's health and wellness journeys, and this one in particular is really interesting. So I hope you enjoy and take care, and I'll talk to you all soon. All right. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishful Podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Richa Mithel. She is an in internal medicine and obesity medicine physician out in Frisco, Texas, which is um, a suburb of, of Dallas. And I'm super happy to have her here. We connected over social media and um, we're in a bunch of, I think, mutual groups together. So it's always fun to, to talk with like-minded people. So I'm so happy to have you here. Richa, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm doing well. Awesome. And so as, you, as we talked a little bit earlier in the beginning, before we started recording, I have people come on to talk about their own personal health and wellness journeys and what it means to them. And so can you share with our listeners what it means for you? Sure. So you know, through the
0: years, through my own health and wellness journey, as well as what I've seen in my patients, I think
1: the most important thing that I've figured out is knowing my why. Awesome. And I think that is super important. Sometimes it's hard for a lot of people to really uh, pinpoint what their why is, and it can mean a lot of things. So share with us a little bit about your journey and, and what your why is and how it's evolved over time. Sure. So I feel like a lot
0: of my identification of the knowing my why was related to maybe turning off a lot of the outside voices and a lot of the things that we um, and, and, and I'll tell you that a lot of my knowing my why was about why I was doing certain things for my health. I had struggles with my weight personally, uh, probably starting around adolescence or so. And I was always curvier and, you know, just probably carried more weight than other people at that age. And then that kind of carried on through college. You know, everyone talks about the freshman 15 I had the 20 that kind of went on top of the other and I feel like at that age and even now but you know more so then there were so many signals from the outside about the expectations you know whether it was from our social group and what guys talked about amongst themselves when they were like judging or analyzing other women or girls Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there were those cues there were you know things that I absorbed through just like what am I supposed to look like and, you know, all those things led to a place of a lot of insecurity and I think a lot of like, you know, just not being, uh, maybe not doing things for the right reason. And I, I felt like, for me, what what really helped was looking at what is my why? Like, what, why do I care about this? Am I doing it for the right reasons? Because, you know, what you can, for a short period of time, maybe not have something or deprive yourself or maybe dedicate yourself to like a workout routine or something like that. But when it's for other people, or when it's to be good enough for others, mm-hmm. I felt like that wasn't enough and it wasn't sustainable and I didn't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, along the way, as we grow older, I'm now in my early 40s, you know, I think that we come from a place of more um, introspection and more wisdom with the years. And also, I just don't care as much about what other people think, I think mm-hmm. that helps. Um, and, you know, having just found other, uh, you know, women who are talking about that issue, I felt like knowing my why was kind of the key for um, why I can continue to do sustainable things for my health and whether that means from what I eat to what I think to why I might focus on stress or, or um, you know, sleep or whatever. Um, it's for those reasons. It's not because, I need to get rid of my pooch, like, yeah, that'd be awesome. But it's more about um, my health. And it was more about, you know, in, I guess, in my 20s, um, I had a uh, exam during which my hemoglobin A1c was elevated, which is a sign of prediabetes. And I feel like that was, you know, probably a little bit of a wake up call, like, okay, you think you've been getting away with it, but you're not, whatever the choices were that I was making. And I Uh, you know, really kind of started honing in on more of what I was trying to prevent and what my priorities were long-term on what I wanted out of my life. But the thing is, like, I already knew that, but I think my why wasn't exactly what I felt like it should have been. So now it's more about that. And it kind of even led me to, along the way, you know, switch fields from practicing general internal medicine to, medical weight management, but I have a very um, integrative kind of holistic approach to it because I do realize that, um, you know, you have to treat the whole person. And a lot of times it's about what's going on in their mind and everything else. You know, it's not just about, okay, here, eat this and you're going to lose weight or here, take this pill. We
1: definitely want to talk a little bit more about your transition into um, more of the obesity medicine, but to go back to your point about um, not really knowing your why or doing things for the wrong reasons, I mean, I I think that many many people and women especially can really relate to it because there's so much peer pressure, you know, throughout college, even even post-college and pre-college, you know, and I think a lot of it, and I can speak for myself, Comes from a place of personal growth. You know, I mean, I definitely think that me in my late 30s um, is very different than me in my early 20s. And your priorities are different. Things change, especially once you have kids. Um, and even if you don't have kids, the more you grow, the more you um, just basically become a little bit more mature as well, um, the more you have that shift inside as well as outside. So uh, I agree. And I
0: think also having the confidence to just be who I am, mm-hmm. um, you know, ma- I think makes a difference. I mean, not to say that I don't have insecurities and moments, I have them all the time, but sure. <laughs> that I have less apologies than I used to. Mm-hmm.
1: So tell me a little bit about, um, and so you mentioned uh, your shift in your practice, transitioning from um, doing general internal medicine to an obesity practice. What was that? What, what compelled you to make that shift? Uh, was it more, you know, a combination of your personal growth alongside with your desire to change your career or tell us a, lot, a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So, and the the shift for me happened when, um, after my first child was born, my son, and I went back to work as a hospitalist. So I used to work in the hospital setting and it was very busy, very fast paced. And I loved the medicine, but the lifestyle and the demands, you know, weren't quite in line with what I had envisioned for myself. And I think that you know, making that transition to, to being a mom, for me kind of changed some of my priorities and how I wanted to be a doctor. And that was part of it. So some of it was that I was just getting burnt out as a hospitalist. Mm-hmm. Um, and the system that I was in at the time was, uh, you know, just not very, it wasn't structured very well. And I think there were a lot of people that were Um, kind of struggling with that. But I decided at that time that that wasn't going to be right for me. So I I talked to my husband and I had an opportunity to actually take over as a medical director of a new medical weight loss clinic. And I'd never really uh, done that before, but I had always obviously from my own journey, like I just mentioned to you, dealt with those issues, but I've also always been really interested in prevention and Um, that experience of working there and uh, working with people, I realized that, you know, in medicine, a lot of times we're not really able to address the root cause of so many problems. Mm -hmm. And um, I was taking people off of medication, like blood pressure medication, helping to reverse their diabetes or improve it. And so that's when the thing kind of clicked for me, like, wow, okay, this is something that I could see myself doing and being very fulfilled, and I felt like I brought that personal experience to the table as well um, and kind of understanding maybe more of the psychosocial and emotional stuff related to that. not that you know I've ever experienced or know what it's like to you know have to lose sometimes as much weight as some 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 of my patients are doing, but i I understood a lot more about it so I Kind of went back to other areas of medicine just because we were moving around a lot uh, because of my husband's job, but that seed stuck with me in my head. And then I eventually got board certified in obesity medicine. And it's been interesting because ever since I started my practice, this is all I do now, but I, I get to apply all my internal medicine skills and I manage diabetes and high blood pressure and you know high cholesterol, but I get to actually sit down and talk about the root cause. I get to treat the root cause. Mm -hmm. And then in my practice, what I did that was a little unique, and I think leads me to kind of maybe the next step for me is that I have a more integrative approach. Mm -hmm. Because again, treating the whole person. And I felt like um, the way that I set up my practice was so that I could spend like a lot of time with my patients Mm -hmm. and actually talk about all the things that go into it rather than just the, you know, medical weight loss part. But I actually talk about lifestyle and nutrition and stress and sleep and, you know, all the pillars of wellness, if you will. And so that's been kind of my transition as to how it all happened. And I love it.
1: Um, and if, if you're not aware, I know my listeners may be aware that um, I am fellowship trained in integrative medicine. So I definitely believe in that approach because it's, if you, Prescribe just the medication while that can help with some of the symptoms that's not addressing what the underlying issues may be, which is what you mentioned. And so I love that approach. And I think that it definitely will help people overall just feel better and be less sick and less, you know, um, uh, issues with chronic conditions. Um, so, tell me a little bit about your your how you made that shift to open up your own practice. What was that like for you, and um, and any challenges along the way? Yes, lots of challenges. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: steep learning curve. Uh, I had to learn how to get comfortable with always being uncomfortable, which mm-hmm. is kind of a transition for probably most. Well, it was for me, but I think even just for other, you know, as a physician, we're trained to kind of be in control. We know what we're doing. If we don't, we consult someone and, you know, I always have my to-do lists and, you know, very meticulous. And all of a sudden, when you make that transition of being your own thing, it's first of all, it's all on you. And I think just navigating, like, where do I start? Cause you literally start from scratch, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I first thought of the idea I was literally sitting on my couch and I decided to start a blog. I was like, God, I have all this information and I just feel like I need to share it with people like they're, you know, maybe they don't know that, you know, certain, certain foods or nutrition or certain things might be um, affecting their health. So I want to start talking about it. So I I went to Wix and was like, okay, let me build a website. And I didn't know what Uh, I was doing. By the way, I love
1: Wix. I (laughs) I built my website through Wix and and it's so much, it's very user-friendly compared to some of the other websites. (laughs)
0: It was so funny because I was like, okay, well, I started a blog and I posted my first blog and then I was talking to my husband and I was like, God, you know, I just really want to work in this field. I feel like I can make an impact and I want to do it. And then he turned to me and he was like, why don't you just start your own practice then? Like, that's kind of what you want to do. Right. And I was like, okay, I guess. And then, you know, from anywhere from, okay, like Googling how to start a practice and,
1: you know, by the way, is your husband in the medical field or is he
0: not no, he's
1: not. He is a uh,
0: business person. So
1: Okay. Yeah. I just wonder because sometimes, yeah. I mean, you know, you have physician, physician households and um, they can either be super supportive or it can be the opposite sometimes. So just curious. So anyways, go yeah. ahead.
0: He's been, he's been very supportive, but also like maybe sometimes isn't able to kind of chime in or help me in what, what I'm asking him because he doesn't have that experience, but you know, that, I can't hold that against him. He's been very supportive. So I ended up, you know, from the steps of like, okay, what is the name? I'm going to file an LLC. How do I do this? Finding someone to build an actual website for the practice, learning about SEO. Uh, there's just like a huge, steep learning curve. And I think the, the thing that's easiest to us is just put me in an exam room and get me in front of a patient and, and I'm, I'm good. I can do it. But the business side and the logistics and the marketing and the social media and the Um, And just, you know, that, that uncertainty and being okay with like, this is going to take time and learning that what you do today, you're not going to see the effects of it until maybe six months later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was hard. That was hard to adapt to. Um, I'm a year and a half into it about now. And I can tell you that I'm, you know, mentally much more evolved and in a different place (laughs) than Mm -hmm. I was. Don't get me wrong, I still panic, you know, when uh, the pandemic stuff in March and all was happening. And, you know, obviously we're still in the middle of it, but at that time, you know, things were very different. And I, I had a lot of fears. I have a lot of fears, but they're different kind of fears, mm-hmm. um, you know, fear of failure, fear of not being able to, you know, set, set out and do what i plan planned to do. But I'm also learning that it's okay to learn. It's okay to pivot. And it's okay to fail. So therefore I'm trying all these new things that I never did before. And that means like, I'm on video, I'm doing social media, you know, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I have a, you know, a blog. <laughs> There's just all these things that I'm like, it's okay. Like, who cares? Like, let me just put it out there. And whatever happens, happens. At least I, I tried. And the thing is it it, it grows. Like now I'm, thinking about maybe starting a course where I help other doctors on how to start social media because I've had a few approach me and you know sometimes it's easy to discount how far you've come and how much you've learned mm-hmm. and I forget like I started not knowing anything you know mm-hmm. so I think that's been the biggest thing for me it's just like constantly growing and I'm, I'm now in a growth phase in my mind and just everything that I'm doing.
1: Yeah, and I think um, a couple of things that I wanted to kind of touch on. Um, you mentioned uh, earlier about how it's easy for us as physicians just to go into the exam room, see the patient, prescribe, whatever, and I definitely can relate to that. Um, there is such a huge amount of, I think, discomfort and being outside of your comfort zone, doing something like opening your own practice that may be completely out of your realm of understanding or starting a blog or website or um, getting all on the social media platform. So it is, you have to kind of go through that discomfort stage in order to get to the other side. And the other thing that you mentioned and we talked about briefly before we started recording was that these things take time, you know? And so, I mean, I can relate to to that completely, like doing the podcast and um, starting my website and being on social media. Um, it's easy to kind of want to just get that growth, like, you know, of course, we want thousands of people or more to, to listen to what we have to say, because we know what we have to say is important. Um, But at the same time, I'm all about growing things organically. So
0: Yeah, no, I
1: think you just have to
0: show up and be consistent and, you know, sometimes you, you, like I remember kind of realizing, you know, when you're starting to do this stuff on social media, you have to think about who you're talking to. And I realized that early on, I have a lot of information, but I wasn't speaking to anyone because I was talking to everybody, right? And so that was one of the things it's like, you have to really think about who are you talking to, who are you trying to help and reach and then you, uh, you realize that the people who need to find you will find you, but it
1: takes time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of want to go back to, to your phrase for health and wellness and your own journey was knowing your why. So what do you think your why is now? Can you, can you kind of describe it? Yeah, I feel like my why
0: is about kind of living to my full potential. And I feel like as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, I kind of, you know, no one asked me to do this, but I put myself on the back burner. And I feel like now is like my why is like, I wanna grow and I wanna see what I can do. And so that's kind of where I am now with that phrase. And it has changed a little bit from before.
1: I think like many women can relate to that, um, the sense of feeling or putting yourself on the back burner, your priority or what is important for you for your own self care has for me personally is is always the lowest you know I always want to make sure that my my kid is okay my husband's okay the house is okay and then at the very last would be me and I think um I think that mentality is changing um and I think that um you know like they always say put the oxygen mask on you first before um before you can take care of other people so I think that that's that's a shift the paradigm shift that we're seeing Yeah, and I think that's so important,
0: and that would be my advice to, like, anyone who, you know, I was talking to, like, if I was talking to my younger self, (laughs)
1: that's (laughs) what I would say, exactly what you just said. Yeah, so um, any other advice you can offer to others who may be struggling a little bit?
0: I would just say, you know, find a tribe. I feel like finding other people um, through networking, and especially, like, how we met through social Mm -hmm. media, which was a very unexpected turn of events how i felt like different facebook groups and instagram really helped me find other women who felt the way i felt mm-hmm. and are having those frank conversations because they're in a place where they want to be talking about it but it's been really nice to see and it's very motivating and inspiring and yes sometimes you can get into comparison but i think that it's important to take a step back and just remember you know, everyone's on their different phase of their journey and we're not competing, you know, we can help each other. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just think that we need to lift each other up and work together so that everyone can be working towards whatever, you know, their, whatever their goal or whatever makes them happy.
1: Yeah. And I definitely agree. I mean, I think within the last, even a couple of years or so um, just because of social media on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of those groups, um, all of those platforms, we've been able to connect to so many people who are like-minded. And I definitely think that, uh, women especially should empower each other because it's, we can learn so much from each other. And like you said, we're kind of, we're all on the same team. <laughs> so um, I think that the ability of women to support other women is is so amazing. So I'm very grateful to have met you along the way. And I can't even remember which group we met. I mean, I think couple, several groups that we're, we're in together. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to pinpoint sometimes. Yeah. And so the last question I have is, where do you see, you talked about what you would say to yourself, uh, your, your previous self, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years?
0: That's a great question. Um, it's always so uncertain, right? Um, where I would see myself is having grown more. Um, I have a few different projects that I've kind of just been sitting on and I would like to see myself. Uh, just build on those more and keep taking chances and and growing and learning and as long as I'm growing and learning I think I'm headed on the right path that's that's all we can do so that's what I hope I see myself doing is maybe just pushing more at that point to yeah. to, to do more and learn
1: I'm with you. I have like a million things on my, like in my brain going on all the time. Sometimes it's hard to shut it off, you know? Um, So I definitely would like to see that for myself as well. Well, Richa, I think we're running out of time, but I'd like to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners how they can find you and reach you. Sure. So on
0: Instagram and Facebook, it's at MD. I do have a YouTube channel as well. I'm, I've posted some things there, but still working on that. My website is RadiantHealthDallas.com. And uh, I have a blog there for wellness. And I also create recipes in my kitchen that are healthy. So I post
1: those there as well. Awesome! I'd love to check out some of your recipes. I love to cook, so uh, definitely we'll be checking it out. Some of your food posts. (laughs) Oh yeah, I love it. It's like my stress release. (laughs) That's great. Okay, Rachel, thank you so much for taking your time out to record with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness.